At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome you in. It is another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Ben Wilson filling in for our man Danny Burke here from Las Vegas today, Circus Sportsbook Studio, uh, talking to you here on VSIN Live, Marquee Sports Network as well. Big show today. We'll go out to Philadelphia. Ryan Rothstein, who is going to join us, he hosts the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers coming up in about 15 minutes. In addition, we've got so much. Week zero, college football. Scott Spritzer, professional better, is going to join us in about a half hour's time. And then we'll talk tour championship. Yes, that's right. We're not done yet with the golf season. Tour championship still to come. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, as for right now, though, we'll start the show, talk a little baseball, both the Sox and the Cubs in action coming up a little bit later today. We'll begin, though, with a look at some of the interesting news and notes around the National Football League. The main thing today is we go into our segments of bettable or forgettable. Couple interesting topics. One that might have a little bit more weight than the other, and that would be in Baltimore, where we find out today Gus Edwards is going to be placed on the reserve list to start the season out the first four weeks of the campaign. Uh, and I'll be honest, this is at least somewhat of a bettable thing just because, as we found out pretty quickly last year, the Baltimore Ravens, without a whole lot of depth and as a result of a bunch of injuries starting in the preseason, continuing into the start of the regular season, quickly found themselves cratering and ended up really with no real legitimate chance to come out of that AFC North finishing sub 500. So on the surface, I, I do think there is some merit to an injury like this, where we were so much banking on a team like Baltimore coming back to the, not really to the pack from a health standpoint, but even going better than that. You kind of think about how hard it is to predict injuries from one year to the next. You figure if a team has the injury bug to an extent one year, it'll come back the other way and they'll, they'll, they'll be in a better bit of a better shape the following season. This is not exactly the way you'd want to start out this year, though, when a, at least a key piece of your running game in Gus Edwards is, is slated to miss the first few weeks. However, here's what I'll say. It's not like Edwards or really anybody, even J.K. Dobbins in this backfield, was ever going to be elite. You have Mike Davis, Tyler Beatty. This on, on the surface was one of the deeper groups in the National Football League, but not necessarily one that was highlighted by a super elite guy. And so to me, it's not really the Edwards injury that concerns me, even though that could be part of a larger thing if he is the first of several or many dominoes to fall, kind of like we saw last year with Baltimore and the season goes down the drain as a result. To me, this is all about the offensive line, a line that has been really, really good. Baltimore is the only team in the NFL that has averaged more than two yards per first contact, 2.2 yards before first contact per attempt over the last three seasons. Only team in the National Football League to do that. 
And again, it's not like they've had elite talent at the running back spot. It, hurt, it certainly helps when you have a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So to me, yes, pay attention to this just from the general macro sense of could it be another year where the injury bug bites the Ravens? But for now, mostly forgettable on the betting side. Uh, and here's one that's kind of an easy one to throw out again. Bettable or forgettable as we start the show uh, here on a Wednesday in Seattle where Pete Carroll, he's not really committing one way or another. There's still no decision that has been made on who is going to actually start at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Will it be Drew Locke? Will it be Geno Smith? Nobody seems to know, but who really cares? That's kind of the point here. Seattle already has a pretty minuscule win total of five and a half. Long shot to come out of the NFC West. And if we're being real here, for Drew Locke, even if he was to potentially win the job, he ranked dead last on catchable pass rate on balls thrown 15 yards or more down the field a season ago. Only 52.6% last year from one Drew Locke. And he's competing against a guy in Geno Smith who has been a career backup and at least over the past five, six years, especially over the past couple of years in Seattle. So to me, that's the easiest one. I mean, our producer, Britton Hess, who's awesome, by the way. I know through threw this in there, but it's like, let's, let's forget this right away. Nobody cares. does not matter who's going to be the quarterback. This is a bottom five quarterback room there in Seattle. Okay, with that established here to start the show, let's move on because we have a couple of interesting baseball matchups today. I know for folks in Chicago, the struggles with the White Sox, it's nothing new, and it only continued again yesterday where despite the ace Dylan Cease on the mound, White Sox lose again as road favorites. They fall into four games back in the AL Central race with the Guardians now opening up a three-game lead. Minnesota Twins now three games behind Cleveland. White Sox are now five games back of that final wildcard spot there in the American League. Here's the thing. They're facing an Orioles team that has been one of the best all season at home. Eighth best home record in the major leagues, the Baltimore Orioles today. And at Bet Rivers right now, White Sox are still, I'm not really sure why, but they are still a favorite in this matchup, even though it is Lucas Giolito. He have an over five ERA going on the mound today. As we look at the latest lines as of right now, minus 121 for the Sox in Baltimore taking on the O's, who currently sit at plus 107. Total sitting right now at 8.5. A little bit juiced to the under at minus 117. Not a play for me today. Certainly if I'm leading one way, though, it can only be Baltimore and, and Baltimore only. G Lita, last two starts, 10 innings pitched, 11 earned runs allowed on 16 hits, and it's funny how with a guy like Giolito, who's a lot, a lot of his advanced numbers would suggest he should be doing better than he is right now. But here's the issue. His defense has been horrific behind him. Chicago ranks 25th in the defensive run saved metric. And it's a big reason why, even though Giolito's 534 ERA is a little bit unlucky. You look at his other numbers, 420 on the expected ERA, 361 in his expected fielding independent pitching. I'm of the belief that at this point in the year, late August, the guys who were supposed to regress should have probably regressed by now, but there is a reason why Giolito has not had the same success that he has had in years past. When you add into that the fact that Baltimore is seventh in WRC plus the overall hitting metric as a lineup here the last 30 days, mention the eighth best home record as well in the major leagues, 36 and 23. It's why I have to give the O's a leg up. My only hesitation on actually betting this, and I get it. If you're a cynical Sox fan, you've seen this story play out basically all year and arguably the most disappointing team in all of Major League Baseball, and you're wanting to just blindly bet against the White Sox again today, I don't blame you at all. My only hesitation would be Spencer Watkins, who has not had the greatest of numbers. His last start was, was solid, but he has a 404 ERA coupled with a 482 expected ERA, even though he only gave up one earned run in his last time out against the other team in Chicago, the Chicago Cubs. If I'm playing this game, though, and I'm looking at the Orioles side, it is full game because we've seen this Baltimore Oriole bullpen, even after trading Jorge Lopez over to Minnesota at the trade deadline, they've added a really, really elite closer in Felix Bautista, who has been electric since taking that job. And you look at the Baltimore bullpen now on the season, seventh in team whip at 119 overall, bigger edge than the Chicago White Sox, even though Liam Hendricks hasn't pitched in the last couple of days and will be active today. White Sox just tied for 20th in their bullpen whip. So that is the first of the two games we'll talk about today on the Major League Baseball card. Again, Sox minus 121. My lean would be, though, to the O's at plus 107. Not a play for me in that one. The game I am playing. It is the game on the north side at Wrigley Field. St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs doing battle a little bit later today. This will be starting here in a couple of hours. That White Sox-Orioles game starting just past the top of our next hour here, just past seven on the East Coast. 
Miles Michaelis and the St. Louis Cardinals going up against a guy making his major league debut in this season, 2022, Luke Farrell, who last year with the Minnesota Twins, 474 ERA in 20 appearances. Only one of them was a start. So right now at Bet Rivers, we're seeing the Cardinals minus 200 on the money line. Cubs at plus 175. Cubs have taken a, a little trickle of action today with a total of eight and a half. Cardinals at one point were minus 220, 225 in the money line. That eight and a half total slightly juiced to the over at minus 118. Here's my strategy, though, and I've, it's not trying to beat a dead horse here, but St. Louis, for as frustrating as this has been for Cub fans to watch, for myself as somebody who has season-long tickets on the Milwaukee Brewers doing the NL Central, they have been an absolute behemoth and a, a force that has been really unstoppable now over the past month. You look at their overall WRC+, which again, that's really the advanced metric I value the most when analyzing these teams on, a, on an overall lineup, top-to-bottom basis. St. Louis, number one in WRC plus over the last 30 days, 143. Again, a league average WRC plus, it's on a you know, zero to about 200 scale, is at 100. 143 is the St. Louis Cardinals here over the last 30 days. And they bring in a guy in Miles Michaelis who is 1-0 in three starts against the Cubs. Hasn't been amazing by any means. I certainly could see the Cubs getting to Michaelis today. He's given up eight earned across 17 and a third innings pitched in his three starts for Michaelis. This is more of a fade, though, of what we'll see out of Chicago and a pitching staff that had to use six different relief pitchers yesterday alone in that two-game doubleheader that we saw. As a result, likely to be a bullpen game to begin with. You've already used six relievers yesterday alone, and you have Luke Farrell going, uh, who is, again, in his first outing of 2022 after just being called up from AAA. So you combine that with the fact that the Cubs, in that same WRC Plus metric, Chicago 25th, an 87 WRC plus here over the last 30 days. And so uh, for Michaelis too, he's been in good form as of late, even though he's been touched up a little bit in his three starts this year against the Cubs last two outings, 16 innings pitched six hits combined and three earned runs allowed there for miles Michaelis. So my one play the night on the baseball card, I did lay the run line. Like I get it. The Cardinals, they've been really, really good. They've won nine to 10. It's not the sexiest play in the world. Uh, you, if you can lay a dollar 20, I would, uh, I would certainly say go for it. I laid a dollar twenty-eight a little bit earlier today on the run line there, St. Louis Cardinals, as they look to extend that lead. I mean, they're up to uh, at this point now five five and a half game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers, Brewers in the NL Central, and we've seen the odds now reflect this. Where for most of the year you could have got St. Louis at better than a two to run one price to win that NL Central. You look at it now, Cardinals at most spots are as high as minus four fifty, even minus five dollars there to win the NL Central. Do I think the Cubs could certainly play spoiler down the stretch? I do, even though they're, what, 53 and 70. You see on the NL Central standings, eight teams, 18 games back. I at least like what they have done, at least giving some of the younger guys a chance to contribute in the lineup every day. And there are some of the younger pitchers, like a Jason Steele, who've performed admirably this year, but especially in the lineup tonight, it doesn't sound like Wilson Contreras will be going. We'll update that for you on the other side as the lineups are just about to come out there in that Cubs and Cardinals game. But without Contreras as a number two hitter in the order who's missed the last two games with an injury and is a firm questionable coming in today, I have pretty big doubts about this Cubs lineup against Michaelis today. All right, we're off and running here on Rush Hour. Some NFL and MLB thoughts to start the show. Still to come, we'll talk to her championship to wrap up the show as we get into our final PGA golf handicap of this PGA season. But up next, we go out to Philadelphia, talk all things Philly sports with our guy Ryan Rothstein of the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, of course, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. As we welcome you back to Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, I'm Ben Wilson, filling in for Danny Burke, who is also the host of our Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Of course, I give the shout out to Philadelphia, not because I just randomly felt like it, but because we have our guy, Ryan Rostein, who is the host of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers here to talk all things Philadelphia as usual. The bright background of one Ryan Rostein. Follow him at WiseRye on Twitter. How you doing, Ryan? You, you ready for uh, a, a, a stretch run here of Major League Baseball where the Phillies have been playing very good as of late and B, uh, this Eagles team that certainly seems to be getting as much hype as ever, anybody here in the National Football League? Man, the the hype train is is at maximum capacity for the birds here, Ben. And thanks for having me. Uh, we'll we'll try and do our best filling in for Danny Burke, who's out, you know, chugging Guinnesses somewhere overseas. Rough life for him, but uh, yeah, we, it's an exciting time here in Philly, man. Obviously, with the birds coming up, um, a, a lot of lofty expectations both here locally, which is a little bit surprising. We can get to that in a second. And uh, even nationally. And then of course, as you mentioned with the Phillies, they're expecting iron pigs, legend Bryce Harper, who went yard for the triple a team iron pigs twice. Uh, he'll be returning here. Hopefully in the next couple of days as the Phillies look to make the postseason for the first time in, in a decade, which is crazy to say. It, it is wild when you frame it uh, that way. Yes. Danny Burke, our guy in Dublin, Ireland, taking in his, uh, his Nebraska corn Huskers against Northwestern this weekend. So yeah, Danny's enjoying himself. He's, he's just doing fine for those who are wondering. I know for our, our marquee sports network audience. So they're like, really, Ryan, he had to rub it in. Like here we have the bears who just have nothing really to get excited about. And, and yet you're there just drinking in the spoils of what, sh- of what at least on paper appears uh, to be a bright Philadelphia season. And we've really seen the gap too. And, and you talk about this, not only from a local perspective, but nationally and where a lot of the smart money has come in on. We've seen that gap between Dallas and Philadelphia, at least in the NFC odds board, really tighten up to the degree now where it's really only a 20, 30 cent separation in a lot of the markets. Dallas in that plus 150 range. Eagles, you can still find in the plus 175 to 180 range. Uh, Is there a part of you that thinks we've gone too far or do you feel like that the buzz is real now as we're getting closer to the start of the year and you've had a chance to dive in deeper comparing both Dallas and Philadelphia there atop the NFC East? It's it's a great question. It's a question that's getting debated and and discussed here, plenty. And and like I said, even nationally, I'm it's been getting a lot of love and attention. It's I'm not on the hype train, right? It, for those of you that didn't pick up on my sarcasm a minute ago to start this uh, segment with me, I I just I look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you look at last season, Ben, uh, and this is a team that overachieved, right? Like. It's it's only about a year and a couple of months removed where this Eagles franchise, I don't want to say was in turmoil, um, but but they came off a, a, a horrid season where they fired their Super Bowl winning coach in, in Doug Peterson, who delivers the city a championship uh, just a couple of years ago. They decide to fire him. They fire his entire coaching staff. They bring in a guy named Nick Sirianni, who completely fumbled the opening press conference, along with plenty more after that, before he won the city over going you know, a whopping nine and eight. I mean, the Eagles expectations last year, they were non-existent. So you all of a sudden look at them getting into the postseason, And then you look at this pass off season, Ben, where you say, wow, 
They're able to trade for A.J. Brown, which is obviously a big deal. Uh, You're able to still draft the behemoth of a human being in Jordan Davis. You're able to get, which already many people are deeming the steal of the draft in N'Kobe Dean. You bring in Hassan Riddick. You bring in James Bradbury to play opposite side Darius Slay. Uh, You look at arguably the best offensive line in all of football. Uh, So there's a lot of reasons where you look at this team on paper and you say, man, uh, this team has the makings of being pretty damn good. I'm not sitting here trying to completely argue that that point and disagree with you, but I have questions on the head coach, right? I'm not sitting here saying he's a joke. One season of going nine and eight, his first season ever as a head coach. Let's pump the brakes. I, I don't know who Nick Sirianni is yet, right? You look at the defense, Jonathan Gannon. Uh, might be public enemy number one here in Philadelphia. He has all those new toys that I just mentioned on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see what he does with them. Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator. Nick Sirianni turned the play calling over to him. Let's see what he does uh, with this offense and what their identity will be, right? So there's still a lot of questions. And oh yeah, how about the quarterback in Jalen Hurts? That's the highly debated topic. Uh, A lot of people here in Philadelphia are defending him and on board with him. He has the personality. He has the intangibles. By the way, the word intangibles, Ben, is used way too frequently here in Philadelphia when describing Jalen. But I don't know what Jalen Hurts is, right? He has a lot to prove. What is this offense going to be? Can he push the ball down the field to Devontae Smith? Can he successfully uh, get the ball into the hands of A.J. Brown, which I think he'll be able to do that, Uh, Dallas Goddard, and and the backfield? So. There's just too many questions for me at key areas, starting with the quarterback and the head coach. Uh, those two areas are too big for me to sit here and say, oh, this Eagles team is going to be yeah. 10, 11 wins. Uh, they're going to win this division. Uh, I, I just think all of that is a little bit too lofty for me. So I'm I'm not on this hype train that so many are on. Look at Ryan Rosting pumping the brakes on the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So you, you can use this clip, Ryan, and forever say, okay, I'm not just a Philly homer. Like I tell it like it is. And I, <laughs> I right. try to I try to be objective. Follow Ryan, by the way, at Wise Rye there on Twitter. And yeah, you, you brought up Jalen Hurts, which has kind of been that main talking point as well and trying to figure out who he is just to get kind of your outsider perspective for our marquee audience in, in Chicago. You can make a lot of comparisons between Hertz and Justin Fields and so much of a young quarterback success. A lot of times is dictated by the system they're in the surroundings that they have. And the presumptive thought is Hertz has a lot better of a situation around him than Fields does right now in Chicago. What do you expect to see out of, out of Fields of, of, of his development, if at any, and this Bears team that has really uh, had the been, basically been the exact opposite train of Philadelphia this year? Nobody, I have heard, not a single person uh, advocating for a Bears overwin total ticket here this season. <laughs> um, I, I would have to agree with those people in, in, in their assessment. I don't know. I, I've been so focused on bashing Jalen Hurts. Ben. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, no, I, I, I kid. I, I like Justin Fields, right? But the, the problem with him uh, is the, the, the people around him, the players around him, the coaching staff around him. Uh, but the benefit I think that he has, uh, they don't have any expectations. Five games under 500 last year. Uh, this is a year where you're just trying to get some answers as to who he is. Can he show some signs? Can he stay healthy? Can he take some positive steps? Uh, in answering some key questions uh, as far as his development, where you look at Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, yeah, those questions are being asked, as I sort of just alluded to a couple minutes ago, Ben, but uh, there's expectations for the Eagles to win win the division. There's expectations for the Eagles to win the division and win a playoff game. Uh, So the the pressure and the uh, goals, both both individually and collectively, are, are vastly different uh, despite the the vast similarities between those yeah. two guys that you just brought up. Ryan, before we let you go, I want to transition as well to some Major League Baseball. We were just talking at, at the top of the show, Cardinals. I, I have them on the run line tonight, and, and it's a team that has been absolutely red hot. They've kind of flipped things there in the NL Central. Brewers now are part of that mix of teams, Brewers, Padres, and Phillies, who are essentially going to be fighting there for the final two spots in the NL Wild Card race. One of those teams will be on the outside looking in. Fangraphs has all three of them with over 50% chances to make the playoffs. And as you mentioned, Harper set to come back soon, although the Phillies did just lose one of their most dynamic relievers, Sir Anthony Dominguez, to the IL. Where do you see the Phils at the end of the day slotting into that mix there in the wildcard picture? Yeah, d- despite the Phillies' uh, issues all season long against the New York Mets, uh, and we all know the success that the Mets have had, the Phillies finished the year 
five and 15 against the New York Mets, 0 and 9 against the Mets when Wheeler and Nola got the ball. But outside of that, that negativity, the Phillies have been excellent. Uh, the Phillies since June 1st, June 1st is when they fired Joe Girardi uh, and they gave Rob Thompson the interim manager title. They've been 20 games over 500. You look at the best records in all of baseball since that June 1 date. Uh, it's the Yankees, it's the Braves, it's the Phillies, and it's the uh, it's the Astros. Uh, so the Phillies, one of the top four or five best teams in all of baseball since the start of June. Uh, they have been playing excellent baseball without Bryce Harper. I was one of the, the folks uh, that when Bryce Harper first went down, I was saying, ah, we can put a nail in this coffin. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Phillies are going to be able to keep this ship afloat. Uh, given the teams that are in this wild card race at the time, you fast forward to where we are right now. Not only have they kept this ship afloat, as I've mentioned, they've been playing nearly uh, 600 baseball. So you're getting Harper back. You have two guys at the top of your rotation in Wheeler and Nola that have been both pitching pretty much outstanding. Uh, All-star like, I think, is maybe the more realistic way to describe it. A solid bullpen. Uh, and they've been taking care of business, beating teams they should beat, winning series they should win. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think that third and final wildcard spot will be a blessing for the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies, and they'll find themselves uh, in the postseason for the first time in a decade. And a big, big favorite today coming up at the top of the hour against the Reds. Minus 250 there at Bet Rivers. Ryan, as always, we appreciate the time, man. Be well. I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you. Absolutely. Give him a follow at Wise Rye there on the tweets. And a reminder, kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Scott Spritzer, Pro Football Better, here to join the NFL discussion when we return here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops tomorrow. So start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Speaking of experts, always great to welcome in Scott Spritzer. Welcome in back to the show as we welcome you back to Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, filling in for one Danny Burke. We'll get uh, Scott's thoughts here in just a second on Danny's alma mater. Danny's in Ireland right now watching his Nebraska Cornhuskers take on Northwestern. Part of the Week Zero slate. Scott has some thoughts on the Week Zero card, but want to start with your thoughts on the NFC North here, Scott. National Football League, as we welcome you in. It's, it's been a fascinating uh, offseason just for, uh, you know, for general line movement here where a lot of people are in love with the Lions and, and the hard knocks boost that they have gotten. A lot of people thinking there's no chance the Bears get over their win total. And a lot of people think the Packers are likely to take a big step back with the Vikings maybe superseding them atop the NFC North. Of all those narratives, which, which is the one that you think is actually uh, you know, bared into or baked into with the, uh, with the most realism of actually happening here in this 2022 season? I feel like saying the safe thing each and every year is to say Detroit doesn't play up to anybody's hopes and dreams in the city of Detroit. That's like the safest or easiest things you've been able to do for years with the Lions. But I've actually got an under wins total bet on the Chicago Bears. I got it at six and a half. I've seen it down as low as five and a half. Uh, but again, I think this team has a rough time winning five games when you look at the schedule, who they've got to play. Uh, and basically what they did is they they cleared house, so to speak, in that They've opened up cap room for next year. And I think this year for the Chicago Bears, Ben, is all about let's see what Justin Fields can do, if he can make that next step, and then we'll go out and we'll build more around him. So I don't like the schedule for the Bears. I think their bye week, well, there it is right in front of us. Week 14 is the bye week. Are you kidding me? Their season is yeah. either made or finished by the time they get to that bye week. Uh, they're going to start 0-2. They'll probably be like 1-4 after five games. But again, they've just they just got nothing on that roster right now around Justin Fields, for the most part, speaking in general terms. And they're kind of waiting in the offseason, this upcoming offseason, to where they can add some 
free agents spin some money that's available to them and build around fields a little bit. And you see as well. There's a lot of books now down to that five and a half. If you wanted to still find a six and a half, you'd probably have to lay like two dollars yeah. minus one ninety right now at Bet Rivers. So uh, for folks like you uh, who've, who got to that early, a lot of those at least those uh, ideal numbers are, are not to, to be found anymore. At least got for the top of this division where uh, the Vikings have we've seen for the first time now within the last week, Vikings have gotten inside three to one to win that division. A lot of action on them at that plus three fifteen three. 25 range. If you're looking at Minnesota versus Green Bay, and a lot's been talked about with the receiving core in Green sure. Bay now being a, a, maybe a bottom five unit, depending on uh, what you believe and what we've seen out of Aaron Rodgers and, and his talks this preseason, how do you stack up Minnesota versus Green Bay? And who's still the one, two, do you believe in, in your hierarchy right now there in the North? I, I still say it's one, two in favor of Green Bay being the one I, I do. And, and again, I know that the receiving core doesn't have the star player in Adams that they had uh, in past seasons now that he's out here in Las Vegas and playing with the Raiders. But I think if anything drops off as far as passing yardage is concerned, it drops off more for Adams' numbers than it does for Aaron Rodgers' numbers without those two being teamed up together. So I still lean towards Green Bay being slightly better than, uh, slightly better, excuse me, than Minnesota. I do have it uh, Detroit third in the division and then the Chicago Bears at last. But, you know, I think Detroit's going to be seven wins tops. So it's not like yeah. they're going to go nutso and, all of a sudden win nine or 10 games. And their win total, as you see, at uh, via DraftKings up now to six and a half. And that's basically been the case now for Detroit, uh, pretty much market-wide. Again, Scott Sprites for joining us, Pro Sports Better. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Scott Wins. And I think the big thing we as betters have been trying to figure out, Scott, especially now that we're into that final week of preseason, tomorrow will mark the two-week countdown from opening night in the National Football League, is just trying to figure out of all the public steam and support or, or fading steam against some, certain teams, which ones are we not really actually buying here? Is there a specific team that you've either seen too much love for or uh, too much blowback against here in this offseason cycle? I think the Seattle Seahawks have a chance to make some noise this particular week, not during the season. That's another underplay I made. Uh, but you're talking about, you know, Geno Smith or Drew Locke. The bottom line is, is that Locke is going to play the majority of this game according to Pete Carroll. And I'm not a Geno Smith fan. He was exposed about midway through his final year at West Virginia. We used to call him on air when I used to do radio shows daily back then, Geno Can't Read. And what happened was is he was exposed by Texas Tech and then Bill Snyder at Kansas State saw what they did and a great coach he is. He made the adjustments and Geno had a, a bad final four or five games at West Virginia and he's never made it since in the NFL. But I think with Drew Lockett quarterback, something to prove they might be a little better this week. And I'm all about keep it simple, stupid. Why, yeah. If you're going to bet this week, not why not? Why not jump on Baltimore one more time and the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> yeah. That preseason quarterback rotation for Baltimore, besides what Harbaugh does as far as trying to win football games, that preseason rotation is as good as it gets without Lamar Jackson even being in the mix. Yeah, Ravens up to six and a half or seven in a lot of shops. Uh, we were having the conversation on uh, primetime action with uh, Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin last night on the on what you just talked about with Seattle. The, at, at the time we had that discussion, they'd just been bet up from two and a half to four or four and a half. They're now at seven, which is in, yeah. in Dallas. Crazy. But I mean, it makes sense. Again, these are all just kind of information-based bets. Still, a, Would it still be a play for you, either of those games at a seven? Would you, would you dare tease two preseason games no. down as crazy as that <laughs> is to say? I don't think I could. I, I'm not teasing. I'm not parlaying a preseason. But I did jump on it before it, it made its big yeah. steam move up to seven. So, you know, now it's kind of questionable. But I wouldn't bet against them. I guess that would be my point here. If you didn't get down when the line was good, you kind of missed the boat. But at the same time, I'm not going to come back and back Dallas because I think there's legit reasons besides money handle coming in on Seattle to have played them at two and a half, three and a half, four, and so on. Yeah, no doubt. And I can't blame you either for going in on Baltimore. One, one last time. <laughs> Why not? A preseason's better, <laughs> uh, better is delight now for basically the last uh, four seasons there in Baltimore. As far as college football, week zero starts. Uh, Dublin, Ireland will be uh, sure, because why not? Dublin, Ireland is where we're going to start the season officially. FBS versus FBS matchups. Seeing money continuing to pile in here on Nebraska, now laying nearly two touchdowns at 13 and a half on a neutral field against Northwestern. Uh, you still see a 13 right now on the Huskers there at uh, Bet Rivers. What do you make of, of this line? Is that too much credit to be giving to uh, an untested Scott Frost team well away? Obviously, both of these teams well away from home. Or is that about right, given the struggles we saw out of Northwestern last year? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good number. Uh, I'm jealous of Danny, by the way. I'd love to be over there right now. I heard there's like 20,000 Husker fans that are making the trip. Uh, but listen, I think there's a good chance in some of those places that are at 13 and a half right now to maybe get to 14. In a few shops, not all of them, but a few shops. So if folks are looking to back the Wildcats, maybe just wait a little bit longer. I, yeah. I think it's a 34 to 17 type of Nebraska win, Ben. 
Uh, listen, uh, we know they're three and nine last year. We know they had eight losses uh, by a single possession and how close all their games were. We know they lost games because the special teams had snafus three or four times a game. It seems like Adrian Martinez propensity to commit huge mistakes in key moments, as we saw blowing that Michigan game. He's off to Manhattan, Kansas, so they don't have to worry about that. Upgraded quarterback Casey Thompson, upgrade on the offensive line. Defense, apparently, now I've heard this, and this is one problem for Northwestern because there's nothing Nebraska wants to do on game film right now because it's new look Nebraska on both sides of the mm -hmm. football with Whipple and Mickey Joseph and those guys coming in, Rayoma as coaches. But I've heard there's going to be some 43 looks, which would be attack style rather than 34 last year, which is react style. So you got to factor all that into the mix. And I thought last year Nebraska's one game where they didn't make stupid mistakes. They put it all together, gave a display of the talent gap between these two programs. Nebraska won 56 to 7. I don't think they're going to do that. A couple of plays here, maybe Nebraska by 17. A little bit of wiggle room there over the line. Yeah. I also think over 30 and a half for the team total for Nebraska is not a bad idea. There you go. 49 and a half is that full game total right now in Northwestern and Nebraska. The other Big Ten team that will be in action, uh, we'll see what. What is to come of Illinois now with another year here to, to grow maybe in the offseason under Brett Bielema? They're laying now up to 11 or 11 and a half at home against a, a Wyoming team that projects to be uh, down this year under Craig Bull, but has had some success there over the past couple of years in the Mountain West. Uh, fair number. Do you, do you think they're a true, uh, true home game there for Illinois uh, at Champaign? I still think, despite the fact he could have eight, could have had eight and a half not too long ago or earlier this summer, and of course, 10 just a couple of days ago, I still think if you get a better side in this game, Illinois is the way to go at 11. Uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a mentor of mine. He's in his 80s. All he does is sports bet for 45 years. 25 years ago, he takes me aside when I'm a young guy in Vegas. And excuse the grammar, Ben, but he said, it's the first game of the season and nobody knows nothing about nothing. And that's exactly yeah. how he said it. So having said that, we do know that Wyoming's down on offense. Craig Bull, I'm a Craig Bull fan as a head coach, but they lost their best running back. The O-line is down. The quarterback situation is tough. The defense looks to be soft against the run. Do you want to say you've got a soft defense against the run when you're going up against a Brett Bielema coach team who's also, because of a coaching hire, looking to speed up the process between offensive snaps? So I think all Brett Bielema in Illinois has to do is stick to the Bielema coached game plan of his history, and they're going to win this game by 17 points. Yeah, I want a 4 o'clock Eastern kickoff there from Memorial Stadium in Champaign on Saturday afternoon. Scott Spreitzer, you can follow at Scott Wins on Twitter. Always a great guest here to have on Rush Hour in the Windy City. Scott, we really appreciate it. I know you're going to – it really starts in earnest, especially this week for you. So uh, best of luck with all the plays this year, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll see you here again soon on the network. Appreciate it, Ben. Enjoy your work, man. Have a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Appreciate it as well. We're going to come back, wrap up the show next, get into our discussion on the Tour Championship final weekend of the year to bet some golf. Not the calendar, just the PGA season in 2022. I'll give you my thoughts on the Tour Championship, where the value lies on the other side as we wrap things up right here on Rush Hour from VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at VSIN.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back for the final time on Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers here on VSIN, the sports betting network as well is on the Marquee Sports Network on the TV side. Ben Wilson with you once again, filling in for Danny Burke. Special thanks as well to the whole crew here at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Our producer, Britton Hess, Dakota Martin, our technical director, Mikhail Bala on uh, audio as well. Still uh, some uh, still some interesting topics here to get to, highlighted by the golf. It's our final weekend of the PGA season, even though there's not normally much of an offseason in the PGA. The new 2022-23 season will start right back up uh, towards the end of October into November. However... This is one of the more unique events we have to bet all year, and there are some very specific to this tournament, the Tour Championship at East Lake in Atlanta, very specific betting opportunities I believe we have this week to try and get down on, depending on the market. And luckily for most of you, at least in, in the marquee uh, viewing network, watching in the Chicagoland area or rest of country into the East Coast with a lot of the newer betting jurisdictions, a lot of different ways you can bet this this weekend. So let's get into it. Tour championship. Well, we have to start off with the, the discussion is the fact that this is kind of a multi-tiered handicap where you have starting strokes this year because it's the final leg of the FedEx cup playoffs. And so as a result, you're going to see when you look at your odds board, both odds to win the tour championship, which are baking in these starting strokes, as well as just your normal odds to win the event sans any of the starting strokes for what it's worth. If, if you, if we look at where this uh, leaderboard is going to start off at, Scotty Scheffler, he's number one in the FedEx Cup leaderboard. He's 10 under. So he'll start with a two-shot lead over Patrick Cantley, who's at eight under right now. Will Zalatoris was supposed to be in that third position at minus seven. He was a withdrawal yesterday, had the back injury last week in Wilmington, Delaware. So he's out. As a result, it goes right to Xander Shoffley, who will start at six under par. Sam Burns, five under. And then a whole bunch of guys at four under. You have more at three under. And again, here's our full starting positions and odds. These via DraftKings, so... Zalatoris was a 10-to-1 shot. After he withdrew, we've seen these shift a little bit. So Scheffler, in a lot of books, is now down to about 2-to-1. Cantley at 3-to-1. Shoffley is basically plus 550 at most books. The rest of the guys haven't shifted a whole lot. McElroy of any of the guys at 4-under have, have gone down to around 9-to-1 uh, or 10-to-1 here. If you're looking at what matters this week, too, we we look at this uh, this East Lake course there at Atlanta, a par 70 that's going to play slightly above tour average in distance, but there's really two big things you need to know. And again, here's, as you see via Bet Rivers now, the updated full odds for what we're seeing. Again, these just to win the Tour Championship. We'll get into the odds without strokes in just a second. But what you really need to know, this is one of the, the courses that has the most narrow fairways on the entire tour. So the good drives gained metric really, to me, matters a lot this week. Some of the most penal rough as well that you're going to see. So it's not a course you can really bomb and gouge it. It's a course that will result accuracy as well as length off the tee with it being an above average uh, overall yardage course on tour. And you're also going to see a lot of longer approach shots. There are three different par threes that are over 200s, 200 yards. Over 30% as well of general approach shots that these guys are going to have will come from beyond 200 yards this week. So you want to look at, a, at the elite iron players who are also in really good ball striking form, i.e. gaining strokes off the tee, good drives gained, and also being pinpoint with the irons, especially from far out, from those 200 or, or more uh, yardage markers, essentially, on the course. With that all being said, to me, the guy that profiles to have a lot of success this week, and again, it's only a 29-player field, would be a guy like Xander Shoffley. And uh, he is right now third now on the odds board. We saw him a moment ago, plus 650 at Bet Rivers to win the Tour Championship. Like, I got to be honest, though. 
betting any of those guys the any anything that short, it just does not interest me whatsoever to try to take a two to one price on a Scotty Scheffler or a three to one on Cantley. I mean, even in the six to one range on Shoffley, I'm just not interested in. I'm going to be looking to bet these odds without the starting stroke. So if you look at that right now, Shoffley is among the tournament favorites. Him and Rory McIlroy, most books, Bet Rivers included, you're seeing it about plus six fifty. And partly why I like Shoffley, he he has had a, a tremendous amount of course history here at East Lake, East Lake specifically. He's finished no worse than tied for seventh over five career appearances. He had the best score back in 2020. He was just short of Dustin Johnson. DJ had the head start by the starting stroke. So Shoffley did not win that tour championship in 2020, but he did have the best score and would have won had you bet that without the starting stroke. So Shoffley somebody who has the most strokes gained combined uh, at this East Lake course of all the players in the field entering this. Uh, he also is certainly, if you look at the uh, the comparison course history, and if you're also comparing, if you weight some of those those two main stats I just talked about, good drives gained as well as proximity from 200 or more yards, Shoffley is right at the top of the list. Uh, this is going to be the fourth tournament now at East Lake at the Tour Championship specifically since they started with the, uh, began using the starting strokes, as you saw a moment ago. Patrick Cantley will be looking to defend his title there and has that two-shot deficit to start off with. Uh, behind the leader here in Scotty Scheffler. So Shoffley, by having great course history, by being an elite long iron player and being in really good form off the tee, finishes 11 under last week in Wilmington, was in the lead there in the third round, and has been playing really good golf in general. My first suggestion, and I will say this with a caveat of, I we cannot make here in the state of Nevada where I'm at, these markets are not offered, but you have these abil- the ability to bet in these markets at Bet Rivers, many other books, uh, rest of country as well as the East Coast. I'd be looking at Shoffley, a top five plus 150 without the starting strokes. And I'm not someone who normally bets top five markets, but you have to consider this is a 29 person field. Okay. So where a lot of times we'll talk top tens, top twenties at similar numbers to like a plus 150 in a major championship where there's certainly a hundred, 150 guys in the field. This is a lot different. 29 guys, all, all projecting at least because of the fact that they're here at the tour championship to be elite quality guys. So Shoffley is the one of the guys at the top I'd be looking to target this week. I'd look at him top five there, plus 150 without the starting strokes. But the other element to me that is really, really interesting that you could potentially find some value in is the bottom of the odds board if you're looking at actual outrights and futures to win this tournament without the starting strokes. Again, let me repeat. There are 29 players, only 29 in this entire tournament, and yet you still have a couple of guys at the bottom of the odds board in Sepp Straka at 100 to 1 and Tom Hoagie at 150 to 1, who are getting priced absolutely through the moon, even though, again, they're literally only competing against 28 other players. Uh, it's funny how a guy like Straka, too, he's someone who is in the top 10 in uh, comp course history. If, if you look at the comparative courses, this is a, a, a Bermuda uh, grass design there at uh, at least Bermuda grass on the greens there at Eastlake and a Donald Ross course design. So some of the comparative courses on tour, Sepp Straka has had a lot of success at. A guy who's in good form, who had missed six straight cuts coming into the FedEx Cup playoffs, but has played really, really well each of the last couple of weeks. I look at him as someone who has also been a very good uh, driver of the ball as well. And so adding that in good drives gain near the top of the list, also near the top of the list in comparative course history there at East Lake with, with East Lake with those Bermuda greens and the Donald Ross design at 100 to one. I certainly like his chances to at least be in the mix. He's going to start at four under for what it's worth. So he's in that big group of four under. And who knows for guys like that who are six back, very little chance to actually win the Tour Championship with the starting strokes. Do that? Do those guys be show more aggressiveness and go for more? And does that potentially? Uh, result in lower scores. I certainly think it could for a guy like Straka, who's in really, really good form. The other guy I would look at as well, saw it on the screen a moment ago, Tom Hoagie. And look, how many tournaments would I ever look at the last guy on the odds board in a particular PGA tournament and you say, you know what? There's value on that guy. Well, I can say that in both of in both uh, these final two guys on the board in this week's field. Tom Hoagie, 150 to 1. If you combine just the good drives gained along with the proximity from 200 or more yards out, and the general approach metric, since that's what you're looking at, the, the, that kind of combines the good driving plus the guys who are more of the longer iron players. Hoagie is among the the seven top guys. There's really only seven who are in that elite group who are well, well above average. It's McElroy, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, and 
the guy who's literally last on the odds board, Tom Hoagie. Those are the the guys who represent uh, at least an above-average rating for both good drives gained and proximity from 200 or more yards. So give me a shot at Tom Hoagie, 150-1 to without the starting strokes. To me, especially if if you are of the, the mindset of looking to find value here in tournament on the live tournament betting, if you can take a couple of these guys, 100 to 1, 150 to 1, only having to compete against 28 other golfers, the likelihood that you at least without the starting strokes, just on a raw, everybody starting at even par like we would normally have basis, I think there's a pretty good chance that A, the guys at the very top who have the starting strokes will be so to speak, protecting their lead, like we're going to see with the Scotty Scheffler. At least one of those guys, I feel like, has a pretty good chance of at least being live, and you're going to have an opportunity there to make some money in the live betting marketplace. So, again, Shoffley, top five, plus 150 without the starting strokes. Take a splash on Straka, 100 to 1, Hoagie, 150 to 1. Like both of those guys, even though they're the bottom two on the odds board, both profile pretty nicely there for the Tour Championship at East Lake. This has been a blast being with you here over the last hour. I'll be back tomorrow and Friday as well, filling in for our man, Danny Burke. Thanks again to the entire crew. Thanks to our guests, Ryan Rostein and Scott Spreitzer for joining us, as we'll see you next time right here on Rush Hour, presented by Bet River Sportsbook and coming to you from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.